0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to Mrs. G's Storytime. We are reading the book Patricia Sanjin Tells Her Own Story by Patricia Sanjin with permission of Ten of Those Publishing Company, and we are reading the epilogue. August the 14th through November the 6th, 1993. Although in the summer of 1992, Patricia was twice in the hospital for a week or so with heart trouble and knew that her life was here might end at any time, She still lived it to the full, and in a letter written the day before she died, she said, I'm feeling so much better these days. I think I may be here for a long time yet. Her plans for the following week included Bible study with individuals and with a group, the giving of invitation to boys and girls for the holiday club at at the church with which she was going to help, and a picnic with some local children, driving them in her car to a pleasure park across the city. August 14th and 15th were especially happy days with a family reunion on Saturday for the wedding of our niece Rosie, John's youngest daughter. On Sunday, we had a number of guests in our home, including an older man who told quite spontaneously during tea that he had come to know the Lord through talking with Patricia, something she had not known about before. At the evening service, she read verses about Moses wanting to see God's glory. How we see something of that glory now in Christ, and how one day we shall see him in all the fullness of his glory. Her last words on Sunday night were, Hasn't it been a lovely weekend? And then, in her sleep, we believed the Lord took her. Even as we waited for the ambulance, along with the deep sense of loss, there was a gladness that there had been no long, painful illness, but that she had walked, as it were, straight into the fullness of joy in God's presence. Her life and her going seemed very like that of Enoch, about whom she had written more than 40 years ago. Now Enoch walked with God, walked in a fellowship so close and sweet that all the clamor of the crowded street, the angry tumult of the busy mart could not disturb his tranquil, yielded heart. He walked with God, so far he walked with God, that earthly loss and gain Were left behind, and earthly anchors had no power to bind. He left the harbor and put out to sea, bound for the deep depths of love's eternity, where souls meet God. So close he walked with God, he looked with God, and with that open sight, he saw all shadows swallowed up in light. He looked on men with God's compassionate eyes, and ministered to their infirmities, and blessed their need. So long he walked with God. So intimate their talk he could not say, With early twilight changed to heaven's day, Only his master spoke, Earth's paths are rough, And you and I have traveled far enough, Come home with me. Much loving help was given, And we felt prayer was wonderfully answered, Both for the very crowded funeral service At our own church in Canley, And for the thanksgiving service on November the 6th At All Saints Langham Place in London with more than 400 of her family and friends from school days onward. Different ones told of Patricia as they had known her as a schoolgirl, a young missionary, a writer, a member of the family and of the church. Then David Wackemeyer of Uganda spoke of her friendship, what his friendship, her friendship had meant to him personally and of the help she had given through the work of the global care to many African young people. In his closing address, Simon Barnington Ward Bishop of Coventry spoke of the impact that Patricia's writing had had on himself and on his children, and used incidents from her books to illustrate his theme of forgiveness needed in these days as never before. There were hundreds of letters after her death, many also telling of her influence, of books that had been on the writers and their children. Letters from Central Europe told of the blessing translations of Patricia's books had been when there was little or no Christian literature available for children under the communist regime. Others said how most recently translations of her books had been used in Russia as well as in other countries, and her films also being shown. Some remembered her sense of humor and joy in life, a joy she was quick to share with others. As one of her nephews said, a cup of tea and a sandwich with Auntie could be a celebration. She loved to give treats to children, and one day shortly before her death, she took a small boy to the woods and hid Easter eggs for him to find. When he had several in hand, he looked up with shining eyes and asked, Do you think the Patricia bird will lay another egg? Life with Patricia was never dull. A doctor well known in the town sent a card with a picture with an open door. On the back was written, in memory of Patricia, whose ever open door led so many of us to Christ's peace and love. In a different way, so many have expressed the thought that in her they had seen something new and meaningful to them of the love and the life of Jesus. Patricia would no doubt have been surprised, though we know that deep down that is what she would have wanted. But perhaps it was her prayer life that was the most acceptable to God. Early in the morning, after lunch, and often during the night when she could not sleep, she prayed for many situations, needs, and individual people. She rejoiced in the answers that came swiftly and in others after long waiting. Some, we believe, are still to come. The Pace Setter. One of many people who have been inspired by the example of Patricia has written these verses in memory of her. You made it look so easy, running on ahead. Our boots are clogged with clay. Our backs are bowed with heavy loads. Provisions for the way. Our eyes look furtively behind. We want to know who's catching up on us. Who's coping well? Who's fallen by the way? We've done our exercises, earned good marks in all our training days. Watched videos, discussed a dozen ways. The right techniques to find, you simply ran and left us far behind. Now you are lost to view, and we are so far behind. Are heavy with the weight of our great loss, looking at you, had helped us keep our course. Now we feel lost, afraid, confused. A mist has fallen on us, and we are cold. O master of the games, why did you take from us our best Olympic gold? As the mist clears, I see another runner, not so very far away. He turns to answer me. Her work is done. She was a setter of the pace. Now look to me and looking, run your race. Anonymous by request. Well, I don't know about you, but that was a blessing to read. Um, I'm praying about what book to read next and it is a possibility that um, I'm going to ask the Lord to see what he wants me to read, but I think I would like to read her father's biography. But I'm going to pray about that and we'll... Start that uh, tomorrow, Lord willing. And I love you, and I'm praying for you, and I hope that your heart was encouraged by, by this autobiography of Patricia Sangen and just her heart for the Lord and uh, running the race. Uh, the, the, keep your eyes fixed on the Lord Jesus Christ, and He will help you run that race. I love you, I'm praying for you, and we'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.